We're continuing in our teaching series looking at what it means to be a disciple of Jesus. Here's a question for you. Can you name all the disciples of Jesus? I'm going to pause for a moment while you consider that tricky question. Just going to give you the answers in a second, but I don't know about you, I could probably uh, rattle off some of them, but maybe not all of them. But anyway, let me give you the answers. It's Simon, Peter, Andrew, James, John, Philip, Bartholomew, Thomas, Matthew, James, son of Alphaeus, Thaddeus, Simon the Zeller, and Judas Iscariot. Now, that's actually a bit of a trick question because all followers of Jesus are called to be disciples. That includes you, and that includes me. So as we continue um, to look at what it means to be a disciple of Jesus, today we're actually going to be specifically focusing on the importance of meeting together. So we're going to check out a Bible verse. It's from Hebrews 10, verses 23 to 25, and it says this. Let us hold unswervingly to the hope we profess, for he who promised is faithful, and let us consider how we may spur one another on towards love and good deeds, not giving up meeting together as some are in the habit of doing, but encouraging one another, and all the more as you see the day approaching. Another word um, for that, really, meeting together, is fellowship. Now, fellowship might seem an old-fashioned word, so let's unpack um, really what it means and it's all to do with companionship partnership sharing participation contribution they're all aspects of fellowship and as disciples of Jesus we're really meant to be team players working together for the same goal it's really more than just going to church and saying hi to people or even giving them a hug if that's your want like that Bible passage says we meet together that's fellowship to encourage other, each other to live wholeheartedly for Jesus. That won't happen if we go it alone. We need each other. That's the point. Now, this isn't a message about church attendance. Such a concept would have been um, completely foreign to the first church, the first few hundred years of, of, of the, the, the church. And it has everything to do with God's people doing life together. In a bit, we're gonna we're gonna be talking. I'm gonna be sort of talking about the benefits of doing life together. But first, I want to stick with why fellowship or meeting together is so important. Now, to do this, we need to remind ourselves of the spiritual nature of the world in which we live. We're going to look at this through the eyes of the Old Testament firstly, and then the New Testament. So first. Um, the bad news, if you will. So although the world was created good and perfect, since the time when Adam and Eve were first enticed into allowing the devil's influence into our world, the world has been a battlefield between the forces of good and evil. That's God and the devil. So, But within this, you know, we're grateful that Jesus came to save us personally from our sin. We're grateful that Jesus is coming again to also restore the world. And we're grateful that when he does that the devil's day will be done. But we are also keenly aware that until these last things are fulfilled, the spiritual forces of light and darkness coexist. So that's the bad news. And now for the good news. It was for this reason uh, that when God raised up the nation of Israel, he commanded them not to allow themselves to actually actively mix with the other nations. It wasn't for the reasons of them being antisocial, 
but because these nations at that time had fully sold out to the ways and the will of the devil. That was the point. They, these nations were bad through and through. To reveal his holiness to the world through Israel, it was vital that they themselves were holy. That was God's plan. Because God's law wasn't at that time written on the hearts of, of the Jewish people, you know, this would one day be a work of the Holy Spirit that who, who would do that work in all believers. The Israelites had to live by a series of external rules which kept them on the straight and the narrow with God. These laws not only served to keep them within the confines of God's ways, but the practice of not mixing with other people groups also served this purpose. They were intentional boundaries of protection. This was all for the purpose of setting aside Israel as pure soil into which the seed of Christ could be born. Once Jesus had come into the world, set humanity um, to, once Jesus had come into the world and set humanity free from sin and for those who put their faith in him had filled them with the Holy Spirit God's people could then be in the world and not of the world um, now that's a paraphrase really of Jesus' prayer to the believers you can find in, in John 17 verses 11 to 19 it doesn't actually sp say those specific words in the world not of the world although we we often use them but there is a paraphrase of jesus intention in that little bit of passage but jesus all pro also prayed this in john 17 and it, it's the next verses 20 to 23 and he said this i am praying not only for these disciples but also for all who will ever believe in me through their message i pray that they will all be one, just as you and I are one, as you are in me, Father, and I am in you. And may they be in us so that the world may believe you sent me. I have given them the glory you gave me so that they may be one as we are one. I am in them and you are in me. May they experience such perfect unity that the world will know that you sent me and that you love them as much as you love me. And it's what Jesus meant when he talked about being salt and light. The implication is, is that we, we disconnect, if we disconnect from fellowship, from the body of Christ, by default, we disconnect from Jesus. That's actually a, a spiritual reality because the church is the body of Christ. And this leads us to losing our saltiness or another, the other metaphor of allowing our light, the light of Christ in us, to go dim. Jesus needs us, the church, to be different and distinct. To do this, we need to be surrounded by our church family who will help us to do that. Our friends, family and colleagues who, who don't yet know Jesus may be kind, I'm sure that many are, helpful, supportive and all the things we value in another person, all those good things. But without Jesus, they, they can clearly offer no spiritual sustenance or strength but the fellowship of believers can as we stay connected to each other god's life strengthens us and flows through us because as the bible says once more the church is jesus body for us at revival church biruki is you know our gatherings at the chantry center and our connect groups which are our small groups you know we meet um we we meet every week but sometimes we meet corporately at the Chantry Centre 
and other times we meet in our small groups, our connect groups. They help us in this this goal. But um, it's for each of us to make fellowship, being Team Jesus, if you will, a top priority. That's our responsibility. So the benefits of intentionally doing life together are many, and uh, I've just got a little list of them, and maybe you can think of others. But um, th- this is the list that, that, that I've got. It's support, encouragement, prayer, strengthening of faith, the forming of friendships, wisdom, honesty, iron sharpens iron, being vulnerable, accountability in a safe place. And uh, I have something to learn from everyone. Let's just re-read um, that passage about, or let's read that passage about the body of Christ, just to remind ourselves um, what it says in the Bible. And it's found in 1 Corinthians 12, uh, 26. And it tells us that we are the body of Christ and individually members of it. We all have a part to play in the body of Christ. Not talking about having a job or doing something, but being part of the body so that we function as we should. An isolated hand, if you read that passage, sorry, I didn't actually read it out, but I sort of paraphrased some of the key points. But an isolated hand is not much use, but when it's part of the body, um, it can do extraordinary things. Um, so yeah, check out 1 Corinthians twelve twenty six to remind yourself what uh, the implications are of, the, of being part of the body of Christ and likewise not being part of it. I am going to read this passage out, another one in the light of this. Hebrews 10, 23 to 25 says this. And we've read it already, but it's just, just it's good to almost bookend what, I'm, what we're talking about today with this. Let us hold unswervingly to the hope we profess for he who promises faithful. Let us consider how we may spur one another on towards love and good deeds, not giving up, meeting together as some are in the habit of do, doing, but encouraging one another, and all the more as you see the day approaching. God's wisdom for us in this new model of church, which, which we've really embraced um, you know, during and post um, the, the pandemic, pandemic, really meeting corporately at the Chantry Centre, then the Connect Groups, alternately, to, alternately um, is for these purpose, pu- purposes, really. And Connect Groups, you know, are specifically uh, there for the purpose of connection. It says on the tin what they're there for. And, uh, you know, we've shared before, they are there to connect and be connected. We need that, as I've uh, said already. We need, they're there to in, uh, for us to, to encourage and to encourage and be encouraged. Those, the, the mutuality there to support and be supported, um, to pray for each other, to build each other up in faith and have opportunities to love each other. Once more, there'll be others, but but out of connection and meeting together, we are strengthened in our faith. So, in just bringing this uh, little nugget of teaching on, on one of the key facets or aspects of being a disciple of Jesus, which you read about in the New Testament so much, um, which is fellowship. You know, let's grab hold of the fellowship opportunities we have so that not only are we enriched, but so that we also enriched others. Bless you and um, yeah, and uh, let's press into this. <laughs>